This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Kat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real, everyday lives. Today we talk with actor Pej Vadat. Pej has played almost 60 roles on both the small and big screens. Most recently, you saw him in the show Empire on Fox, and before that, Bones, also on Fox. You also likely recognize him from his powerful roles on Showtime's Shameless or Amazon's Sneaky Pete. He's also done a ton of theater, including Lincoln Center's production of Blood and Gifts, directed by Bartlett Schur. You can see Pej in the upcoming show, The Village, which premieres tomorrow, March 19th at 10, 9 central on NBC. Enjoy. It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. You must use the play. You must use it like an ingredient oh, for your. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. Pejvadat. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank Thanks you to, for having me. I just, you're like one of my first, like, we just met. Yeah. I'm just a fan. You're just a fan. I'm a creepy stalker. How did you find this show again? Okay. Okay. I am obsessed with actors, um, learning from actors trying to better myself as an actor if i can find something i always put it out right i'm always looking for it and i am a mutual friend of um brian greenberg Do you oh know yeah brian? yeah yeah we had him on the show he's gonna well that's be, the only reason i know about coming. it yeah, yeah so yeah. he tweeted like months ago that he was doing this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like oh shit i would love to hear can we swear Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I said, oh, shit, I would love to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Because I, I know he, I worked with a, like one of his best friends on Bones for years. Michaela. Michaela. Yeah, I went to NYU she's, with her too. Oh, we my both, God. That's I, how Brian I'm and I I'm in love with Michaela. Yeah, like, yeah, she's, she's one awesome. of my dearest. I yeah. love her so much. Yeah, we got to get her on, actually. And I was a fan of Brian's work uh-huh. and told him. And, you know, we became like, you know, social media friends. Sure, so sure. I follow him on Twitter. And I saw that he was doing this and I said, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Like two actors talking about life, the business, all of this stuff. I can't wait to see this or hear oh, this. Awesome. So I was like, where'd it go? I put it on my podcast thing and it never came on until recently. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> so I started, awesome. I listened to every single one of them. Oh, dude. And they're just so um, helpful, I think. I'm so, well, general, I can't wait anybody. to hear what, what, all the things that you have to say. Oh, that's where... You're in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> I no, I mean, we already started. We were just talking upstairs. Um, um, and I like I was like, let's save this, save this. Because yeah, I yeah. want to talk about it. Like you, it's a, you had a real rocky road into this. I mean, you're right now you're a super busy actor, right? Thank There's God. a yeah, lot yeah, of things happening wood. for you. Um, but then 
like but there wasn't always like that right no 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 and so awful. you bought and what happened talk tell so me this story. i played tennis professionally um i got i went to uh, san diego state on a scholarship and i hated it i i hate tennis so much really to play yeah God, I want to. I want to be a tennis player. Oh no, so it gives me anxiety. I start shaking. Uh, my stomach turns. I would get. I would get ulcers when I was sixteen. I was rushed to a hospital because I was vomiting blood, and I wasn't sick. It was just pure anxiety. And where did that anxiety come from? You think? With so tennis? my my whole goal in life was to retire my father mm. and my mom. I didn't mm. want them to work. Mm. I wanted them. Wanted them to be relaxed and because they gave up so much for our family mm-hmm. and they came here and I would always see my dad working his ass off and you know, he'd have an hour and a half commute to work there and back and he just gave up everything mm-hmm. for us to leave Iran and be safe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I was just as a little kid, it was just in me. Mm-hmm. I want to be rich and I not for me. I want my dad and my mom never to worry about money mm. ever again. Because, you know, you'd see them worrying, you know, how to pay bills. Because we didn't grow up rich, but we grew up with love. It was great. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. But at the same time, I, I was so frustrated seeing him stress. Yeah. Because he didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. So my whole goal in life was as fast as possible, I'm going to make him never work again. Mm. Um, and I was really good at tennis. And I was really good at baseball. Mm-hmm. baseball was my passion but i was too small i was really tiny when i was a kid mm-hmm. and um i just had to make a choice and in my freshman year in high school i quit the baseball team and just full force seven eight hours a day tennis 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 like i grew up with andy roddick and wow. all those guys yeah. i was like top 10 in the country wow so it was something i was good at but something i hated doing why what made you hate it because of the pressure i put on myself right you know and now did, did your parents put any pressure no, on you no, not all... even remotely yeah like they were probably like chill out chill out <laughs> it's okay you know yeah don't stress it's it's gonna happen yeah all the positive stuff never ever you're not working hard enough yeah. you know my dad would he, he would drop me off and he couldn't watch he'd get so nervous oh, you know and he'd wow. go for a walk you know yeah. he was probably worried that you'd be disappointed or yeah or... i mean the losses would be miserable you know you yeah. really just and you're just going is this ever gonna happen i don't know how i'm gonna do this yeah i started a little too late you know my nerves are getting the better of me yeah. i'm not free yeah like I would shake during yeah. matches when in practice I would beat like the best player in the country. It also sounds like there's like so some trauma probably there, right? I mean, I feel like shaking is symptomatic of trauma. Like if maybe the you had fear, some it, deep disappointments that you never could quite express or maybe get through, I think or the fear. It was yeah. the fear of failing. Failing, yeah. And not achieving that incredibly like the the pressure of a child mm. putting himself through that you know, early teens of I need to, I need to take on my father's burden at 12 and by no, like it wasn't put on by him at all. Yeah. So where do you think it, like, where do you think it came? I mean, like, I I know you said you watched them struggle and was there a sense that maybe if you could take care of them, they could take care of you? They did take care of me. Oh, they're incredible to me. So what do you think? Like you think you I were think just it was me trying to repay that sense them, of duty? Maybe. I guess. I, I really don't know where it came from. Yeah. And what about your you have a brother? I have an older brother. He's um twelve years older than me and an older sister. She's eleven years older than and me. And do either of them carry that same sense of responsibility? 
I I don't know if they carried it to the extent I carried uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. My sis, my, they both did their part though. Like they were, it wasn't like, oh, we are gone and we make money and we're over it. They, from the get, would chip in and help. Mm-hmm. And you know, my sister is an incredible caretaker, and mm-hmm. she took on the burden for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, to help my parents, help us, mm-hmm. and my brother same way, but it was they were out of the house i was essentially an only child for lack of a better term because they were in college they were older we're super close but you know it's mm-hmm. different yeah they were more parents than yeah. brother and sister right they were added parents it's a totally you know? different relationship yeah until you're mm-hmm. older and now you're like kind of the same yeah but when i was a kid i was just me in my own thoughts and seeing my mm-hmm. parents struggle and mm-hmm. worrying and wanting to take care of them and, mm. and i thought this was the fastest way to do it Okay, so you're playing tennis almost professionally or professionally. Well, yeah, my junior year in college, that was the goal. So 19, I was just going to quit school and just start touring Mm -hmm. and go for it. Mm -hmm. And I did. The summer of my junior year in college, I started going on the tour, which is like basically the minor leagues of of baseball. It'd be similar to that in tennis. So you're like in a van sleeping in the car you know unless you're sponsored by nike it's not happening that other way right so i was touring the upper up um, the pacific northwest Mm -hmm. my summer of my junior year and planning on not going back to school Mm -hmm. and And um, how are you coping with this anxiety poorly very poorly oh i'm i'm muslim Uh um and i was and god it's so weird for me to say that because nowadays saying you're quote-unquote religious is creepy to me oh interesting isn't that weird but do you feel religious but I, I am I'm, you are I mean, religious I'm, do you pray i pray i fast mm-hmm. um it's it's my meditation it is how i look at it but it's just for me so it's no one else's all right so i don't understand when everybody's like in this whole like religious like grouping yeah it doesn't make sense to me oh interesting yeah so is that so from a young age i was praying or mm. speaking to a higher power or someone greater than me or or just you know whoever i mm-hmm. i don't know i'm not even going to label it it was just it was inside of me someone i would speak to real vent to mm-hmm. pray to whatever mm-hmm. and that would calm me down a little um mm-hmm. actually a lot that's not true it would help if i didn't have that i think i would I would have really had a breakdown. So before a match, you would... You oh, would... yeah. I mean, before a match, walking, you know, just walking around yeah. in my own mind, just yeah. thinking, talking out loud. Maybe that's just me talking out loud. I don't know. But I felt like I was communicating. Mm-hmm. I wasn't asking for things per se. Mm-hmm. I was just venting a mm-hmm. lot. Like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. Uh, my knees are shaking. Mm-hmm. You know, please you know i would say please let me play well or something yeah, like that but that's yeah. corny and who you know to me it's like okay yeah that's what god's worried about you playing a good tennis <laughs> match really i mean god Come according on, according to people who believe in god and you know I mean, i'll count myself as one of them okay i'm into god but so like according to most people god is big enough to yeah, care about everything i guess <laughs> i i think I, I agree yeah to some extent but it's I don't know. It just becomes so, especially because my girlfriend's an agnostic Jew. Yeah. And she doesn't believe any of this stuff. Sure, so, sure. But, you know. Well, Judaism, Judaism's, I mean, this is a tangent, but I'll just, Judaism's an interesting religion because, you know, like a, really 
Jews and I'm a Jew, so I can say this. <laughs> Jews are Jews are interested in in the traditions, right? Like you can be yes. an Orthodox rabbi technically and kind of not really believe in God as long as oh, I you're, didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, you just ha have to just be, be kosher. There. You have to yeah. do you Shabbat. Know, yeah, you have to have do Shabbat. You have to say, you know, you have to. That's really yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Like it's like it's it's just it's an interesting kind, you know, because in Judaism, it's it's one of the one of the things that Jews really respect and one of the foundations of the religion itself is doubt and questioning. You got to doubt it. You got to question mm, it. You have to wrestle. You have to good. wrestle with God. You want to you want to really figure it out. You, mm -hmm. Like don't take any of this for granted. Mm -hmm. Whereas certainly like in Christianity and I don't know about Islam, but there's like, I don't know enough about Islam, mm -hmm. but there's like this sort of feeling that like, no, you just have to have faith. <laughs> just have faith. Wow. Which is not to diminish it. Actually. I don't want to say, because I think, you know, and also I, honestly, I'm really not an expert. Like I grew up with an atheist father who was really, I mean like to hear me say, I believe in God, give my father a heart. Oh attack. really? Oh yeah. Like he's oh, so ashamed. Super oh my God. My grandmother, and my dad are uh, like, Oh God, like how could she oh, say no. that she, believes in it's god. funny it's my like... dad the older he gets the more religious he gets mm. but the more socially acceptable or how do i say that? accepting accepting he yeah gets. yeah like he's less and less conservative in that realm in that oh, like interesting thing like he's I, I i live with my girlfriend i don't i'm not married to i, I won't get married i'm against it oh wow personally. wow so and he's cool with it and she's jewish he loves her oh i love that. um I played a gay guy for, you know, on a, on a TV and show and he was that? like, it's your job. Okay. He did ask me, how much are they paying you first? <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth it? Yeah. Cause I swear yeah. I, I did this show. I did shameless yeah. and I, I got this role, great role. And I was yeah. so excited, but also I was like, oh my God, I got to tell my, my dad that I'm going to. I don't, I don't know how he feels. We never talk about yeah. it. It's not like he goes like, you know, the hell with gays. He never says anything. So right. I just don't know yeah. how he feels. Right. So I say, hey, dad, I got this job. He goes, great. I go, OK, well, here's the situation. He uh, he's um he's a homosexual um, <laughs> in love with a little boy. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was like yeah. a teenage boy. Yeah. And and he goes, OK, and he's quiet for a second. And he goes, well, how much are they paying you? <laughs> <laughs> X. He goes, it's your job. I'm like, uh, oh, okay, cool. Okay, great. You'll okay, take it. Great. You'll take yeah, it. Yeah. So. Okay, sorry. I took us on this whole thing. No worries. Tangent. No worries. So we were talking about you would, you would, how you would sort of get yourself into the, how you would soothe yourself when you had this anxiety. Right. So for me, you know, I pray. Mm -hmm. um, that's a that's a ritual that really it's so similar to meditation. I think that really set, calms me down and stop. You know, even if your mind's racing, just the ritual of the prayer. I feel like it's. I've done TM. It's mm -hmm. kind of like TM when you're just repeating. Mm -hmm. Do you say "Dear God" in Arabic? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you pray in Arabic. Yeah, I pray in Arabic. And and then you you would say like "Dear God," and then you would say like. Please. No, no. The prayer, the okay. namaz is only thanking. Okay, got it. It's only thanking. It's never asking. So, dear God, thank you for thank this. You for thank everything. you for everything. Thank, thank you, for... you know, for guiding me. Thank mm. you for being with me. Thank mm -hmm. you for loving me. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, do you secretly ask for things like, of thank you for giving me this part when you haven't gotten oh, the part I, yet? I, <laughs> I do a prayer as every, um, after every day of work. 
it's, uh -huh. it's a, a prayer of thank you uh -huh. um, beyond that it's uh -huh. like very quick but it's just me showing gratitude like i'm so lucky mm. i just got to do what i love to do mm. and now in your car or when oh when no at home that? or in the trailer or right. in my apartment or the hotel wherever i'm staying i love that and it's it just reminds me like because you know in this business mm -hmm. people complain about the most mundane shit i mean in every business sure yeah <laughs> i i just saying in my yeah. what i've noticed especially with successful actors mm -hmm. it blows my mind yeah and i never want to be that way yeah no matter how much that day sucked work-wise you know quote unquote work yeah you know yeah, yeah. i got to sit in my trailer Right. too long boo who right. right get right. over yourself mm -hmm. you know unless something really bad happens there where it's like painful and it hurt you other than that i really can't come to a point where i'm pissed off mm -hmm. about the day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know because it was so hard for me to get here mm -hmm. i mean just so agonizingly hard okay so okay so so Okay, so we'll maybe we'll get back to tennis because I'm really still interested in that, and I'm 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 interested in talking to you about like I'm sure that you can draw a ton of parallels between competing at t in tennis yeah, at that level and acting. I'm interested Especially in that. Auditioning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. But okay, so now t okay, so you so you were at UCSD. I went to no, I'm not that smart. Oh, sorry, sorry. I went to San Diego State. <laughs> but but I to be fair, I, it was okay. tennis is division one school the like top 10 school in the country mm. you know i did get into stanford just to say so okay. you're, you're not because smart. of my brains though okay <laughs> just because of, of tennis those, those wicked arms it was tennis yeah and legs, um i, I just didn't know. want that they weren't willing to pay for my school and i uh -huh. just wasn't willing to owe a hundred thousand whatever it would be yeah um anyway so i went to the tour and while i was on the tour i would never accept prize money because if you accept prize money, you give up your scholarship. You can't go back to school. Oh, wow. So from some odd reason, I was broke. Like, I'm literally sleeping in a Camry at one wow. point. And um, I just kept saying no. Mm. In my mind, I was like, I just, I think I want to go back to school. Mm. One more year. Mm -hmm. Let me just finish it. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I've always wanted to be an actor. I don't know why. I never... The whole time? The whole... When I was While a kid, I would tell my brother. Tennis? I'd go, oh, man you like the show? And we would talk. I would, t I would say like, God, that would be cool. Oh man, I would love to do that. And I would do like plays like just for fun in school, but nothing huge. I'd be like a small role. I played like a, one time I played a, a cross dresser in a play yeah. in high school uh -huh. and it was very tiny, but I was so happy. Yeah. And I always thought back to that. Uh -huh. I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that, but I've never seen anyone who looked like me on television i just be like i don't want to be a terrorist right you know that's crazy right no one looks like me yeah so what am i gonna do yeah yeah so i went back to school it didn't feel like an option really no never and i was like who the hell are you like i didn't think i i was always like short and fat and like this guy who never got girls and i didn't have confidence at all physically uh -huh. for sure and like, you were really good at tennis i was really good at tennis yeah and even though I grew to be like six one, I still was that insecure brown kid yeah. who, you know, girls didn't look at and yeah. care for. Even my senior year when I came back tall and girls would like actually be interested, I'd be too nervous and think it's bullshit. It mm -hmm. was just ingrained in me that mm -hmm. who am I? Yeah. And even my family members, not immediate family, but outside family would make fun of me, make me feel like who you're nothing. You're mm -hmm. not, you're not, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then I got to college and it kind of changed a little bit, but still inside me. And then my senior year, I said, fuck, I would love to take a theater class. And my buddy, one of my best friends to this day, he's like, do it. I'll do it with you. I dare you. Because he was interested too. Yeah. So we did it. And I went to this class and we started doing some exercises and some acting like, you know, back and forth mm -hmm. and just so much fun. And I was, I walked back to that tennis court and the coach was a real prick. Mm -hmm. And he, I was hurt. And he said, if you can't fucking play this weekend, you're done. Whoa. And I looked at him and I go, I'm out. And I left and I quit. Whoa. And I lost my scholarship. Whoa. And I had to call my dad and tell him I'm not playing tennis anymore. This thing that I've been obsessing over for 19 years at that point or 20 years at that point. And he, <laughs> I called my dad and I said, dad, I'm quitting tennis. And he didn't say much. He goes, oh, what happened? I go, I want to be an actor. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like silent for a second shocked i'm sure mm. and it was weird he didn't say no he didn't say you're nuts mm. all he said was okay finish school and get a real degree that's to him was dad. anything other than theater right that's a good dad it was weird like i was i think back on it and i'm like yeah. what the hell was he thinking yeah but he just i think i've earned his trust in the being responsible kid mm -hmm. where he's like he must be feeling something mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. my brother always encouraged me to be an actor mm. always He'd say, you should take classes. You should take classes. You'd be so good at it. And I did. And from that point on, I never played tennis again uh, competitively. Mm -hmm. And I immersed myself in theater mm. immediately. Like from that day, acting, acting, acting. All my obsession about tennis went into something I actually enjoyed. Mm. And I put every ounce of my energy into it. Yeah. Tell me about that obsession, because like, I think this is also something that can be taken away from for where no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But like there is this thing where you kind of have to get obsessed, right? You kind of have to. I mean, playing tennis at that level, you know, requires a real access to deep focus. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to know how to be in the zone. Especially right? tennis because it's so lonely. Mm. you're not you don't have any teammates really mm -hmm. i mean you have college teammates that you mm -hmm. hang out with but no one's playing with you it's just you and unless one you're playing other doubles, person right right and you're not allowed to be coached mm -hmm. and it's a, such a mental game it's mm -hmm. chess with athleticism essentially right. right and and it is exactly like auditioning in yeah. a lot of ways yeah you're sizing up your competition uh-huh you're saying oh shit that's this guy's ranked x He's got a great this, that, and the other. I don't have that. How am I going to combat that? He's better for this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. You know the shit we go uh -huh. through. Well, by the way, not just auditioning. I mean, you know, some people walk through life like that, right? Oh, you yeah. walk into a restaurant and you're sizing up everyone around you. Or if you're going in an interview. A job interview. My sister sure. is in tech. Yeah. That interview process is, is brutal. Bananas, yeah. And yeah, granted. I mean, she, she probably does you, like 13 interviews for a for job. One job. For one job. But yeah. then they don't have to do it again. Sure, sure, you know, sure. If they, the get it, if they get it. If they get it. Called me recently after yeah. she had inter she had to interview for this job, and it was like her fifth time going back. Mm -hmm. She goes, "This is what you do every day." Wow. I go, "If I'm lucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm lucky, yeah, yeah." I, I mean, people die. Did for you it. give her advice? No, she didn't ask. I mean, she was like, 
she would call me and just tell me invent and say what she was worried about. And I go, you know, you know, the one thing I say about, you know, even auditioning, Brian Cranston is like, mm. have you ever worked with him? No, I haven't, but he's an incredible He's my favorite. Actor, and I got, I, was, I had the pleasure of working with this man on for three months. Shameless. No, no, on no. Sneaky Pete. Oh, Sneaky Pete. Oh, cool. Yeah. He is. There's great people on that show. Unbelievable. Yeah. Giovanni is amazing. Yeah. Everybody is. But yeah. Brian is like my favorite American actor. Oh my God. I hear you. And I picked his brain for three months mm -hmm. and he's open as a book. Yeah. And he would say, this is, this is not your job, what we're doing today. Hmm. Your job was your audition. Mm. That hmm. was your job. Hmm. And what you, what actors forget is, and I'm the, the worst you can't go into a job trying to get the job, right? Right. You have to go in going, this is my job today. I get to perform. Right. And I'm going to do what I do. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Now, if you could get to that, mm -hmm. I mean, it's so easy to say that. If you can get to that, even in a job interview for a tech company. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, all you can do is bring who you are to the table. You have the qualifications. If they want someone like you, they're going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. You can't go home and obsess over what you did, what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. They said this, they said that, they didn't treat me this way. They said, oh, well, what if I don't get it? Blah, 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 blah. You can't mm -hmm. do it. You're going to mm -hmm. kill yourself. Yeah. And it took me, and I still do it, to, don't get me wrong, but a lot less. Yeah. It took me years and therapy and all that stuff to get over it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. to get over that feeling that like you had one shot and That's you were going to fail. I, I'll never forget or... one of my earliest auditions was a series regular role for, I mean, it was a God awful show for Tori Spelling on one of these new cable shows. I forget what, it, but Zachary um, Quinto got it. Who uh -huh. wasn't Zachary Quinto, sure, sure. but I'll never forget. I went a week early. I went a week early to the audition. It was pouring rain. I was so nervous. I said, Oh my God, this is my break. Oh my God, this is it. This is it. My first one. I, if I get this, my dad doesn't have to work. All that stuff came up uh -huh. and I went into that audition and no one was there. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, they're just seeing me. I was so green. Oh, wow. oh my God, this is so perfect for me. They're just seeing me. Holy yeah. shit. And I sign in and they go, I'm sorry, what are you here for? And I told them, they're, they're like, okay, and I'll never forget. The assistant goes back, comes back with this weird look. He goes, um, okay, come in. Wow. Like, oh, oh, okay, great. I go in. I'm shaking like you wouldn't believe. Uh, the paper shaking, yeah. nervous as shit. Yeah. I go in, I do it, and I thought, well, I'm so right for it. They should probably bring me back. It's okay. And then, but my mind kept racing. I'm like, what was that? Why was no one there? Yeah. And then I go and look at my audition email. Yeah. And I saw the date, and it was a week early. Oh gosh. I started crying Aww. so hard. I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. Aww. I was bawling because of shame because of i just blew my only opportunity mm. i'm never gonna get that chance again mm. i can't believe this shit is so hard i want this so bad mm. what am i gonna do i don't mm. want anything else mm -hmm. there is because my dad would always say like just go to law school while mm -hmm. you're doing that <laughs> i know no joke that's yeah. what he said to well me. that's what most people say your and dad I, and like every other parent my in dad the world. said i'll give you one <laughs> year to make it yeah and then you have to go to law school. Mm. Wow. God, that's a lot of pressure. And I'm like, that's all I need. Sure. That's what oh, I said. Wow. I go, oh, yeah. that's fine. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm starting and I, he's like, just start taking classes for your LSAT and your GMAT because I was okay. going to do both. Uh -huh. 
I'm in classes, taking these classes. I'm miserable. Yeah. My 11th month in, I got two lines on Sleeper Cell. Wow. I got my SAG card. Wow. And I was jump. I was selling air. I was selling um extended car warranties on the phone at the wow. time. And I go in the hall and get the call from this one, my first agent ever. And he goes, how would you like to join SAG? I started jumping up and down, oh. freaking out. The janitor starts like looking at me. I call my dad. I go, dad, I got a job. Oh my God, I can keep going. Yeah. $800. Sure, sure. Okay. Sure. It's a job. It's a job. SAG, whole thing. In my mind, yeah. I can keep this going. That's a sign. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, keep going. You know, he oh saw God, how much I loved it. Cry, your dad. Oh, my dad's the best. My mom, by the way, same. I'm just saying my dad right wow. now more, but my mom was the same. Like she would call me. She goes, your time's coming. You have to work. I called my mom when I got oh, my agent. Yeah. My first agent, <laughs> tiny, like smaller than this room, eight by eight agency with like black and white old photos of actors. <laughs> and they signed me. <laughs> I go to my mom. I go, mom, I got an agent. She goes, okay. Don't get arrogant. <laughs> Two, you have to give money to charity. I go, I don't have any money yet. Yeah. But she's like immediately spending my millions. Oh, like wow. saying, we can't let you get arrogant. You have to help people. Don't become an asshole. And always, she would say, don't do drugs. Always. Wow. Like no drugs, no alcohol. And like just stay. These clean. are great rules yeah, for they're life. Good parents, don't man. do drugs. Don't yeah, do yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Don't get arrogant. Don't get arrogant. Give don't to charity. Give to charity. You know, don't lose yourself because, you know, you hear stories. They don't know Hollywood. Oh, my God. There's drugs. People become rich and they start doing crazy shit. So do you ever I mean, do you how did you get past this intense uh, fear of failure? Therapy. Yeah. So tell me about that. So I was. And like, does it ever emerge for you again? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I just finished a job last week. I have not knock on wood. I have not stopped working for a while. Yeah. But that job ended. And I'm like, like I told you earlier, I'm like, oh shit, it's pilot season. Fuck. Yeah. What if I never, never get another job again? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, and you get, you start, but you, it kind of gets less and less because I logically go back and go, let's be, let's, let's try to be logic, logical about something that's illogical, right? Mm -hmm. You've worked consistently for a while now. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said about that. No one's offering you shit. You're earning all these jobs. There's a reason you're earning these jobs. Mm -hmm. So as long as you keep working hard, chances are you're going to keep working. Right. Just maintain the work ethic. And that's how I stopped the fear. Now, before that, I was struggling so much. I couldn't get agents. When I got them, they're really bad. You know, they were like, literally one of them was called On Your Mark Talent. <laughs> Another one was called Daily Talent. Mm. Another one, I mean, I'm just going on and mm -hmm. on. I mean, I'm telling you so many mm -hmm. and i had two a good friend of mine to this day he's a really well-known really successful actor and he was killing it early mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he was the one he was mm -hmm. making a ton of money mm -hmm. he was working all the time now were you jealous of him oh hell yeah and what and were you like he did you tell a story about how he had something that you didn't have and that's why he was making it and you didn't? Or were you like, Fuck I didn't that. I No, I didn't like, I wasn't jealous in the sense like, why him, not me? Because mm -hmm. I knew why him. He's really talented. Mm -hmm. um, and he deserved it. Mm -hmm. There wasn't none of that. It was none of that. It mm -hmm. was just like, fuck, he's got it. I wish I could too. Mm. He must be so happy. Because mm. I would be happy if I had that. Mm. And I wasn't happy at the time. Mm -hmm. um, 
And there was a couple of friends like that. And one of them thankfully told me, hey man, if you think this guest star on NCIS is gonna make you happy, you're fucking out of your mind. You better figure something out before this shit happens mm -hmm. because it is not what's gonna make you happy. And mm -hmm. thank God I took what he said to heart because mm -hmm. he was killing it. Yeah. And I was like, how can you not be happy? You got it. But he was right. Thankfully, I started thinking about it yeah. early and I went to therapy. Now, the reason I went to therapy was, was because of the successful friend. He, he sat me down. He goes, dude, you're going to kill yourself. You need to go see a therapist. And he didn't mean like serious suicide, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But I was pretty fucking miserable. You were just being so hard on hard yourself. Hard on myself. I would like not go out. I would just be anxious all the time. My stomach would turn. My ulcers would come back. Mm -hmm. I would have anxiety over not the fear of failing. Mm -hmm. What if I don't make it? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? I mean, this is something that everybody, everybody. can identify with. Everybody. Any job you're in. Any field. Period. What if my wife leaves me? What if, All of it, what if man, my, you know, what if paralyzing. I never meet the one I want to meet? Yeah. The anxiety. What if like, I go broke? Oh yeah. What if I was I broke? Never, yeah. I was broke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I was living. Like, what if I start this book and I never finish it? Right. What? If, yeah. What if I don't meet my deadline? Oof. Like my girlfriend's an MD PhD at UCLA. Oh my god, I love her. Oh, she's a bad. <laughs> she's a badass. Like we've been together for fifteen years. What? Yeah. What? That's like a whole yeah. other component I met her of the your life. Day or the, oh, two weeks into LA. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, yeah, and she oh just god. graduated high school. <laughs> Wow. But Listen, you I was were, 21. But she you was were tiny too. 18. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. No creepy things. Yeah. But wow. yeah. Yeah. She, wow. we didn't get, so, and guys. she, like, to this day, will have like a presentation. Like, even last night, she had a presentation. She just got into Harvard for her. This isn't coming out anytime soon, right? Uh, well, I don't know. Her but match can... day is like next week. No one knows yet. Okay. Not right. that soon. Okay. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter. And yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of her. She got into this, the biggest residency program in the country. Uh -huh. She is a badass oh motherfucker. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. holy shit. Wait, so what's going to happen? Oh, Are you guys going to... That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. Know. Well, we won't talk about that right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she, at that level, freaking out. She's already like killing it. Mm -hmm. She has a little tiny presentation tomorrow. She was freaking out mm, mm -hmm. anxiety mm -hmm. crying mm. worried what if i'm not good everyone expects this blah, blah. so at every level and so how did you co coach her through that i said listen i've been here for the whole ride this is every single time so just so you know go ahead feel your anxiety you know you're going to kill it right. you know you're going to do the work you're going to prepare and it's going to go well mm -hmm. so feel your feeling Whatever you're anxious, you're not. And this is probably why you kill it. Because mm. if you were lazy and weren't worried, you probably would be really disappointed in your preparation for this presentation. How how minuscule it is at mm -hmm. this point in your career. Mm. Do you so. find that? Do you find that like that um, that, you know, look, you've done a lot of work to combat that kind of crippling fear that had you shaking in your boots. But do you find that some some tiny amount of fear actually helps you? Yeah prepare and yeah you know focus. that old like actor freak out where you forgot your lines and you wake up in the middle of the night yeah actor's dreams. nightmare yeah i have that a lot mm -hmm. but i think because i know who i am and how i would feel if i wasn't prepped for an audition or for work mm -hmm. i over prepare mm -hmm. to the point where 
I know it backwards and front, and that's just how I am. So I'm freer mm -hmm. in the room, mm -hmm. and that there, and consequently, my my anxiety goes away. Yeah. As soon as they close that door, it's so strange. The shaking knees and the things I used to have as a tennis player, mm -hmm. no matter how good I was, I never lose it. Mm -hmm. Not to say I'm a great actor, just I just I just know what I'm doing better, and I'm more confident in myself, and I know I can get better and better. But I'm. I, I know there's nothing to be afraid of in there. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, as you're talking, like, there was a time, like, I can remember, I can remember some early auditions where, like, I felt kind of out of my body and my hands were shaking mm -hmm. or my cheek would start mm -hmm. to shake, you know, that Sweating. thing. Or you're sweating. Yeah, and I really, I don't have that anymore. Not anymore. Um, and I, I do think it's like it comes with practice. It comes with practice, and I believe it comes with realizing you're not going to die. Mm -hmm. If you don't get this part, but there are also that, and though there are also techniques, right? I mean, this is part of our craft, sure. is, and this, you know, we can tell. Look, my my fiance is like he had a real bout of being afraid to do some public speaking, and mm -hmm. so you know, one of the things I said to him, for instance, was, "You feel your body on the chair, mm -hmm. or you feel your body standing at the podium. You mm -hmm. know, you feel your feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like there are some very specific technical." Mm -hmm. Um, things that we can do to not shake, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, to not be that afraid, you know, staying in our breath. Breathing, yeah. Breathing, all of that. Breathing. Um, you know, I don't know. I had an old teacher that used to, before you go in, grab a, a heavy, pretend you're picking up a ton of plates over your head and slam it down mm. and say at the same time, you let me get you. Sorry. He said, I get, no, you, know, you don't let me get away with anything. Mm. And I don't know why that phrase, but that phrase would go. Whoosh. Wow. And then just immediately your body relaxes. So you like, if I'm really get away with, with anything any, and you just slam the plates on the ground angrily. And for some reason mm. you calm down. <laughs> and I do it if I'm really nervous. I'll do it in the car, mm. as, as, or I'll scream, mm. mm -hmm. just loud, mm -hmm. like kind of like just, deep, ah, as loud as I can, and in the car to myself. And it may make me cry. Mm. It makes you feel a bunch of stuff, but you do it before you go in a room, mm -hmm. and you're good. Mm -hmm. um, I also pray. I have a like I I I I, I do say please let me go, be proud of what i do in there. Mm. that's what i ask for that's beautiful please let me walk out of that room proud mm. Mm. no matter if i get it or not mm -hmm. and please don't let me get this part if i'm not right for it if it's not gonna make me happy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. as much as you think like i was up for this part i thought oh my god if i get this role yeah my whole career is gonna change yeah oh shit yeah no one even saw it. Yeah. Or, or like, <laughs> I didn't I, get it, but I'm I, saying. I had this thing where I wanted this part so, 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 so I mean, like, so, so, years ago, but like, just this one that was so, such a big deal to me at the time. It was a game changer. It was going to change my whole career, the whole everything. And then, um, and I didn't get it and I was devastated. I mean, just, just, just yeah, yeah. wrecked. And um, then I saw the show and the girl who got the part, who I'd, of course, tested with and whatever. Oh. And she, um, she was so naked in this show. Like, like body. Yeah. Oh, like I think they, it's soul. No, no, no. Naked. Like oh, man. this show. They the way that they shot it and the way that they Oh my goodness. It was like almost like softcore porn. And I was like, Oh man, 
I that would have destroyed me. I'm so glad I didn't get that. Didn't show. they warn you about that? They did. I had to sign a nudity waiver. But all you of didn't it, know but I didn't what know extent. to what. Yeah, like this. It was so much worse than I could have ever yeah. imagined. It, and and I mean, I just wouldn't have. It would. Oh. It was really brutal. Oh my god. Okay, so I I, I want to talk about. Let's go back to therapy. Okay. Actually. Let's go back to you you say this prayer that you want to walk out of the room proud. Yeah. What's the last time that you didn't walk out of the room proud? I went to an audition. Um yeah, it was about I want to say like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I fucked up. I don't really fuck up in auditions. Mm-hmm. I may not be great mm-hmm. or I'm not right for it. But flubbing lines, forgetting shit, mm-hmm. getting really nervous, letting the moment take me take over me—that's mm-hmm. when um, that doesn't really happen anymore as mm-hmm. often. Like you said, after time, you're in there. People know you now. Casting knows you. Yeah. It's, the pressure is kind of off. Yeah. Like like you have a resume now. You don't have to prove yourself that you are a worker or whatever right. the stuff you come up with. Uh-huh. Well. I start, you know, I flubbed the line. I did it again. I started getting nervous mm. and all this shit started happening mm-hmm. and I started shaking again and I'm like, mm. I'm so sorry. Apologizing. Yeah. And that's when I was upset at myself. That you'd apologize. Why am I apologizing? Now, what was the circumstance? Was this like a particularly big one? No, was it? no that's the thing. Yeah. So no. what happened? I think that first flub of also the material wasn't great. Sure. Okay. We're not being specific, so we don't know yeah, what it no, is, but the material be. wasn't great. Uh-huh. And... That makes me more nervous when it's bad because it's harder to make it good. Uh-huh. So I guess that's what happened. Then I got angry while I was there. Like, this thing sucks. And mm. I'm not doing it. It sucks. How can I not do a shitty thing good? Like, what the fuck? And I was just getting inside me just getting angry. And I started shaking and I started getting nervous. Then I apologized to these mm-hmm. shitty writers. I'm sorry, but they were. It was mm-hmm. a hack job. I shouldn't even audition for it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting that like almost maybe you betrayed yourself and even going to because the audition. Because I'm so afraid of saying no to something mm. still. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you downstairs. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. who the fuck are you to say no to shit? Right. That's how I feel still. Right, right. And afterwards I'm like, why the fuck did I go in on that? Mm-hmm. Like I was mad at myself and mm-hmm. disappointed in myself. Yeah. Now you just ruined your whole day mm-hmm. over something you didn't give two shits about. Yeah. And f- when are you going to learn? Right. And when are you going to give yourself some credit? Mm-hmm. You know, when are you going to give yourself a little bit of like, hey, you know what? I've been at this for I don't 15 need years, to audition man. For every crappy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're an arrogant. It just means you don't believe in it. Right. You know, but my psychosis from the hard, how long it took, mm-hmm. it may, I always go like, whoa, it could be taken away from you. Fucking appreciate it. Mm-hmm. People will die for this audition. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that takes well, over. Well, it's such a balance. It's I mean, so it's hard. really a tricky balance. It is. It's so hard. Yeah. And have... it all stems from the how like in the grand scheme of like becoming a working actor, if you think about it, it really didn't take me that long. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have friends of mine who are brilliant and still working two jobs or right. whatever. But what had taken me so long was actually getting an agent that meant mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. you know that could get me in rooms just getting becoming i want to talk about your agent story too but before we do that too i would just want to what we're talking about like i'm just trying to figure it out myself is really self-worth self-worth like we're talking about right. the balance between self-worth 
and what openness gratitude that's right um, it, that's exactly right what is the balance between you know valuing yourself as an artist or or or, or you know it's, a, it's a doctor really, it's or really whatever about, like knowing like the truth right it's like it's like being able to look at the script or the audition or whatever opportunity is coming your way whether that's a job offer or uh you know an invitation right. to go to a party sure. and saying and being able to say i don't I don't think I want to go to that or I don't think I want to do that. And that's okay. Yeah. And I trust that, that the reason I don't, that just not wanting to do that is good enough. You know, I think, I think you're right. And if it's pure, right. Not right. because you're not too because you're for something or because you're too scared. So it's like sure. sometimes it's like, I'll see like an auditional come my yeah, way I and I'll be that. like, yeah. I fucking, I don't want to do it. Cause I'm going to get, I don't yeah, want to do I, it. I it's way. like too much work. Yeah. I have to fucking learn an act. What? Fuck you. Fuck you it's yeah. Christmas time. I don't yeah. want to learn an accent <laughs> in three fucking days and put myself, oh my no, God, fuck no. you. But then then I'll go, I'll sit with it and I'll kind of work through that. Like I am scared and I don't want to do it. And mm -hmm. I'll, and I'll get some genuine sense of like, is this about me really not wanting to do it? Or is this just about me being scared? But other times something will come my way and I'll be like, Oh, I don't want to do it. And then I'll sit with it. And I'll be like, you know what? I really don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not aligned with me for whatever reason. Yeah. Or, I don't know. like it. It's right. not, it's not material I want to be a part of. Right. Um, and then we don't have to do that thing where that part of our brain goes, but don't get arrogant, you know, right. well, it could never happen I mean, that's again. Stuck. That's right. It's because then we're really operating from a similar kind of fear. I operate from fear often, which, and, and <laughs> the fear is like, well, this is, this may never happen again. Well, also what if casting's insulted? Who the fuck are you? Right. Well, what if they go, are you kidding? Right. You're not coming in on this. Right. Or this is not good enough for you. Well, guess what? I'm never bringing his ass back. Wow. You know, oh, like I go down the whole rabbit hole. Of it, like, and so how are you working on, on, on getting better with that? Um, like I have a really great manager now. Yeah. And she's my badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't. So she's like, yo. She's the one. If, if it doesn't, if you don't want to go in on it, don't go in on she it. She says, can I pass on this? Like that's right. what she'll say. And I go, oh, really? She goes, yeah, this is fucking terrible. Mm. And I go, oh, okay, great. So you you had to do it. I didn't do it. Right. So it's helping you with your, it's, it's helping you feel like what? Like it's helping you streamline what it is that you want to do, what you're aiming for. I think w w with her, what she's doing. Yeah. She like she's is, teaching she's you giving right me self-worth. Right. You know, I, I, I hate this. I hate that I need someone else to do it in this aspect of my life. Let me let me preface it by saying in every other aspect of my life, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, my relationship. I know I'm a great boyfriend. I know I'm a supportive partner mm -hmm. and I know I've got her back and I'll do anything for her. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm I'm arrogant about it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm a loyal. I, I don't. I don't fuck around. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, not, that's not like pat me on the back. I'm just saying that shit is something I don't even stress about. Right. Because I know like it's true. It's real. And it comes, there's nothing I fear there. Right. You have a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. Area, yeah. And like, mm -hmm. you know, even though she's this gorgeous doctor mm -hmm. who could be with anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? She'd be a moron not to be with me. Mm. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Because I've, you know, I show her every day. I've shown her for 15 years. And I truly believe it. I'm not trying to hold her back from leaving me or whatever. It's just how I feel. Take it or leave it. It's very 
confident. Right. You don't even need to think about Nothing. her leaving you because it's like. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. It, then you're a moron. Right. Right. It's not even about you at all. You know, I mean, because yeah. I guarantee you, whoever you think is better than me wouldn't do half the shit I do. Right. In support or love. So or, wouldn't that be awesome if you if could I could be that, that as an into, actor? Holy yeah. shit! Oh so my god. So what stops? So what's? I'd so be on. You know, I'd be doing what I want. You know. So what, I'm what is the di like? What stops us from being able to say like? You I know think what? This business is that's a, really a great moron. <laughs> if they don't, if they there are fine, times fine, I do have it me. though. Don't Let me cast tell you, me. I do. I go one of two ways. Uh -huh. I go either, oh my god, like fetal position, yeah, and like insecure and blah, 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 and then or if someone challenges me, I get real arrogant, yeah, and like fuck you. Yeah, like I'm kidding good. Me? Fuck yeah. off. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm so, I'm and I get, for this. it's just like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Like weird. Yeah. Either super insecure, I'm not good enough, boo, 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 yeah. boo. Or, oh, you're out of your mind and I get mad. But sometimes you, but sometimes you know that it, that you should have that part. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and sometimes you're right, but then sometimes you don't get the part. But see, that's the, I guess that's, I don't know what it is. Is it because of like the, the blessing of working mm -hmm. and not caring as much mm -hmm. if you don't get something where mm -hmm. you can just, it's okay. I'm lucky. I'm going to get something else. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't working, how would I feel? Mm -hmm. You know, would I be freaking the fuck out? Mm -hmm. And I get it because mm -hmm. I have buddies who are going through droughts and everybody goes through droughts. And, mm -hmm. you know, I guess the thing I could say is, at this moment of my life, I'm there where I go, well, you're lost. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't kill myself over it. I actually just didn't get something that I really wanted. Yeah. And, how and I gave you... myself 24. I was pretty bummed, actually. Yeah. And my girlfriend came home. She goes, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are you upset? Yeah. It's a shitty whatever. Yeah. I go, I don't think it was shitty. I think it was good. And it, it <laughs> again... I go to the fear of money, mm -hmm. you know, even mm -hmm. though I'm okay, mm -hmm. but I'm always worried like, shit, I want my dad and mom to be relaxed. Mm -hmm. I want to keep doing Cause by mm -hmm. the way, I did retire my father wow, with something awesome. I love yeah. doing, that's amazing. which was the greatest day of my life when I told him never work again. Oh, wow. And I, I came home with a car wow. with a bow. Oh my God. It was the greatest day of my life. And, um, he was so shocked. He came out in his underwear. Never mind. I don't want to tangent. No, I want to know. I, kinda, I want to know about how that felt to like sort of achieve. I mean, in a, in some way, you you achieved what has been your lifelong goal. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. You're right. I never thought. I never thought of that. That is my lifelong goal, and I did it. Um, shit. I never. You just blew my mind. Has that changed the way that you feel in your body and your life? N now or before? I think, wow, that's, I'm kind of speechless right now. That's true. I did. Wow. <laughs> you did it. I did, yeah. That's weird. That's really beautiful. And I had no business doing it, by the way. By the way, it's not like I booked, like, you know, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. You know, I just mm -hmm. got a great role on a show that paid me decent, but enough at the moment, no future guarantees. At the moment of getting the job was enough where I could tell my dad no more. It, anybody else would tell me, you're a fucking idiot. What if you don't work again? Mm -hmm. You know, but it just kept going. Mm. The blessing kept coming. Mm. And I just said, you know what? And I remember, I'll never forget it because 
I change out his car every three years. <laughs> it's just my, I love it. He doesn't care. He's so not materialistic, but you know, fuck that. This guy should be rolling. Yeah. And my mom, same thing. So both of them. Uh -huh. And it's just, I know it's a materialistic thing, but it symbolizes something to me. Mm -hmm. It symbolizes you didn't come here in vain. Mm. You didn't give up your entire life as a doctor in Iran for mm -hmm. the Shah of Iran. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just like, I mean, I'm legitimately gave it all up because he was fear, fearful that his son would go to the army, which was a legitimate fear. So we came, I was a baby, but my brother was 12. So for me, every time, everything I do for them is just so they know, look, thank you. Mm. You know, one of the things that I, early in my career, agents would say, well, we don't know what ethnicity you are, but your name gives it away. You might want to change your name. <laughs> I'm like, mm, you'll never change my name. Yeah. And, and, and the reason Thank is, God you didn't change. Your oh, name. no, no. The reason is I always wanted my dad's last name to be on a screen. Mm. You know, I wanted Vidat to be there and he loves it to mm. this day mm -hmm. when the credits roll in the beginning of a show and he sees my name. Mm. He loves it, mm. you know, and one show forgot to put me on the beginning and they called me, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. They forgot in billing. Who yeah, cares? Sure, sure, sure. I could give a shit. Sure, sure. And I completely forgot about it that they yeah. put it at the end of the show for mm -hmm. whatever. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad calls me. He goes, where was your name? Why was your name not there? In the beginning <laughs> of the show, you were a big part of that show. Aren't you supposed to be there in the beginning? Yeah. I go, oh, dad, I forgot to tell you. They forgot to put it in editing. It's not a big deal. It's It was at the end of the episode, blah, blah, blah. It was so ridiculous. I even noticed it. You know, what's kind of interesting and cool is that like what we're talking about. So like, you know, people a lot of times go like, oh, it's like it's not cool that what I want is a new car for my parents every three years. Yeah. Or it's not cool that what I want is the credits. But it's not about the material. You know, sometimes we... If you want a car because you look cool and it makes you cooler than your friends to have a cool car, mm. that's probably not not the not a that, pure that doesn't represent yeah. the best value, right. right? Right. But if you want a car because you're sh you want a way to symbolize deep gratitude to your parents, mm -hmm. that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. The value there is I don't know, you know, uh, community or mutuality. That's a value. That's a very important value. It's not about the car. And the same with your dad. Your dad wanted you to have the honor of your name in the beginning right. of the show. It's not right. about like, oh my son. Now I can't tell my friends that he had right. his name at the beginning of the show. Oh, it's my not dad. about that. I mean, he would. He right. Would, no, yeah. he he felt like you deserved the respect that. Oh yeah. You know, I think also it's more of the the getting them that car or the car every three years. You know. He, he literally, I mean, think about it. You're a doctor in one country and then you come here and have to start over mm -hmm. to get that. Mm -hmm. Not even to that place he was there mm -hmm. just to put food on our table. Mm -hmm. That's got to hurt, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So. Well, it requires a lot of what, I mean, you tell me humility. Humility, selflessness of being a, for lack of a better term, not to be sexist, but to be a real man, quote mm -hmm. unquote, um, to be just a genuine person with value and like, and yeah, humility, mainly swallowing your pride. All your friends are here from medical school mm -hmm. and they're crushing it. Mm. Right. They're all, they have practices and for some, you know, it's too long to say what happened, but for whatever reason that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And he was like the most like, um, 
basically without you know i'm not to show off or anything but he was the number one ophthalmological surgeon in iran at the time wow okay and he came here with whatever he had snuck out of the country to save his kid from a war he didn't believe in number one Mm -hmm. even if he believed in it his kid's not fighting it Mm mm-hmm and he didn't want that. And he came to a place he had no idea, no mm. no language, no nothing. Mm. Started over with my mom, same thing. I keep forgetting my mom as if she didn't do anything. My mom was right by his side, working three jobs, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both came here, gave up everything. Mm-hmm. I think the car, and, and I want my dad rolling deep in a car. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is a whatever car. It's a nice. And he wouldn't care, honestly, if it wasn't that car that I get for him. Yeah. But I like that he can go because he still goes to meetings for doctors and things. And he likes to educate himself. And he wants to be, even though he's retired, yeah. he's busy. So he does that. And I don't want him showing up yeah. at that hospital in a fucking nice car. Fuck that. A nice car is a nice car. It's it. By the way, the value is beauty. The value is comfort. Right. The value is, I mean, there's like so I want his many... pride to be where it should be. It should be up. Yeah. His value is up. I just yeah. want him to know you're, it's not even enough. I always tell him that. I go, dad, I don't even have enough to pay you back mm-hmm. and I'll never have enough. I could be Brad Pitt. There's a real selflessness in, in what you're talking about, right? Oh, on my end? Yeah, on your Oh, end. I don't see that. I but, mean, it's just, yeah. to me, I guess what's interesting is that like your career is really framed around helping your parents. Yeah. I mean, this is not about you, this this uh, business for you. No, it's kind of like... I mean, it's great. You read I the love benefits it, of yes. it. Yeah, there's certain things. But there are it. certain times where you go, shit, okay, I have to take that job instead of that play. But I wonder if that really, like, I wonder if that's really helped you. It has. Right? Because it's not, you don't ever have to say like, oh, I'm just a fucking actor. I'm not really doing it. Like, you're doing Oh, this, I still say that. But you're doing this to do good in the world. I mean... Yeah, you're helping your parents. Yeah, I think so. Especially being Iranian, being Muslim. I think one of the things that's been beautiful about what I've been able to do and and I really am grateful for is the platform that there are kids out there. Recently, I get messages from um, gay kids in Iran or in the Middle East who freak out. Mm -hmm. And they go, we saw you on Shameless. Oh my God, I didn't know I wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. And I'm not loved and blah, blah, blah. And I start crying at these messages and respond immediately like, no. You know, that's bullshit. That's backwards. You know, you are loved. That's not what we believe. That's not what, you know, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. I just keep saying that is a beautiful thing about what I've been able to do and the platform I have. Not that it's big, but whatever it is, people see it. Some yeah, people. for sure. And that's, I love that about it. I, I, I did a play actually. And you know, when you do a play, they bring in like a high school yeah. or just the students that yeah. day. And this, I'll never forget. It was the best day. It was called Disgraced. And it's about a Muslim where did who, you do Disgraced? I did it in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. I did it at ATC, uh, at the, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking. Yeah, is, we'll, theater company, we'll the PTC. Up. Yeah. And they brought this theater company, uh, high school theater uh, class in. And they watched, and this, this, this brown girl comes up to me crying mm. after my show. And she goes, I want to be an actor. And I never thought I could until I saw you tonight. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, my parents tell me no one does this who is Muslim. And no one does this who is brown. And uh, you're not going to do this. And it's not okay. It's not acceptable. And I went home. And this is, she said that afterwards. And I went, I was like telling her, you know, talking to her and telling her that's not true and blah, blah, blah. And then she went home and showed her parents an episode of Bones where I, I'm pretty prominent on it. 
and the character is this Muslim American who has a relationship with the like just not a terrorist, a beautiful character, smart things going on in his life, real things that we all deal with. And the parents said, were shocked that a Muslim was portrayed like this. Mm. And they apparently gave her the okay. Oh, that's awesome. You know? Um, okay, that's awesome. That's such a great story. And I just, I love that this is part of your experience as an actor, that yeah. you're so directly able to affect people's lives like I feel this. like theater does that a lot. Well, theater for sure. But, you know, I mean, it's just awesome that you're getting contacted from kids yeah. from... yeah. Kids, adults, all I mean, over the world, yeah. People, they do watch. I mean, I'm not like that personally with it, TV or film. Yeah, sure. But no, but it with means sports, something. I am. Okay, so <laughs> here's what I want to know. There's two things I, I have to ask you. The first thing is, I do just want to. We're, we're oh, I'm, it's good though because we've been having such a great conversation. I want to just go back to what has this therapy done to you in terms of helping to mitigate your fear of failure. How, like, what are, what do you take with you? Mm. Um, like in an everyday way or, or can you just talk about your metamorphosis in that a little bit? Sure. Um, what it did was it was the first time in my life where I wasn't afraid to tell somebody my deepest, darkest feelings. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cause no matter who you are, I won't tell you. Yeah. I don't tell my girlfriend some things. Mm -hmm. I don't tell my best friend in the world some things. I certainly don't tell my family things. Mm. Um, the only thing that I've ever been able to, or being or whatever, say anything to was, you know, my connection to a higher power. I would speak to myself, mm -hmm. right? This was the first time where I was in a room with this doctor and she broke me down. And I would tell her what's going on in me. The shit I'm most afraid of. The shit I'm most angry about. The insecurities I have about me, which are Im so many. And I wasn't worried she's going to judge me or tell anybody about it. And it was very freeing, mm -hmm. you know, because we're always so worried. If I like, you know, let's say me and you were talking, you tell me shit, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really nervous because, you know, I don't think I'm good enough or whatever, you know, and then you're worried at the same time. Is he going to go tell somebody that I just said that? Mm. Oh, what does he think of me now? You know, the therapy for me was this person, I don't care. And by law, she's not allowed to tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if she judge me, judges me, I don't even know her. So it doesn't matter. Right. It was very freeing. Yeah. And it is very freeing. I, I mean, on, I, I really need to go more often. Well, how? so how long have you been in therapy? Oh, I, I haven't been in for a while now. Oh, okay. I stopped you about two years ago. Okay. Yeah. And how does it feel to stop? Do you, you just said you need, you feel like you Quite frankly, it was mainly because of I was busy. Yeah. And I haven't been here. I know people do it over the phone. I, I hate to say I didn't need it because you do need it. I think it's just like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Part of it's probably laziness. Part of it's going through this transition I'm going to go through with my girlfriend mm. that I'm afraid of. Mm. Um, part of it is, this is hard, right? you know, I'm feeling good right now. This is not a good thing because my buddy did this and it's not healthy. He stopped going because he was feeling good. Hmm. But see, the difference is I think I have a foundation with my meditation and my prayers that help me through it. Mm -hmm. um, and so what kind of meditation do you do now? Oh, I mean, praying. Sorry. Oh, praying. Say, sorry. sorry. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. I did TM and I think I guess I didn't give it a real shot. But it's so but, quiet. You know, both of the, it's like there's. Yeah, it is quiet. <laughs> I can't. Right? Yeah, I can't sleep in silence. I listen to Howard Stern. Oh, while you sleep. While I sleep. And you know what? My Whoa. girlfriend, if she's anxious, she says, take your headphones out. 
she goes take your headphones out because i'm i'm nervous i need to listen whoa yeah. wait all night all it, oh, it turns off like it's like i'm asleep mode or whatever wow yeah and, you just and since asleep. i was a kid by the way interesting i couldn't sleep in silence oh and so but that's what you go to not a sound I machine love it so or i like... hate sound machines <laughs> Oh my God, my buddy and I went snowboarding. Not the ocean. He brought his sound machine. I went to kill him. It sounded ridiculous. But you listen to Howard Oh, it's so Stern. funny. Wow. It's so relaxing and I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. My last question is just about the saying no. And I wonder like if if even with this new manager, like how, how do we get better at saying no to stuff? I mean... And I wonder if you've already felt benefits from saying, starting to say no. You know what? Recently I said no. Mm -hmm. for, and it, it was so, I was so worried about it. Mm -hmm. But it's gone and I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of that. That's a real yeah. validation for saying no is like if the thing that you say no to happens or, or transpires or whatever and you don't even, even think about it Well, again. if you think about it logically, right? Why are you saying no if it's a real reason, not because of laziness? That's bullshit. But if it's genuinely, I don't like this whatever project right. or whatever. I don't or feel I don't like I want to do it. Right. Because I don't like it. Not out of laziness, but out of pure like this isn't right for me. Mm -hmm. Especially in our business. Then you have to trust that I didn't do it for a bad reason. So I don't deserve a bad repercussion. But it takes a second to figure out why you're saying no, right? Sometimes if you're not Sometimes, super practiced in it. Mainly the reason I say no is it's just bad. Mm -hmm. It's bad material. It's offensive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. I won't do it well. Mm -hmm. And um, do I want myself seen in this light? Yeah. Or, or seen on this project? Probably not. I just... Not know, that every project's brilliant, but I'm saying, you know, some are really bad. But also it just it's I think like what I'm interested in is integrity. Like if we're doing things that feel out of alignment with who we are, who we want to be, then we're probably not going to do them that well anyway. And how happy would you be if you did and you got it? Right. Like I've been wrestling with that recently with people I've been, you know, you know, you go you you always think when you get a series regular in this business, mm -hmm. which means every episode mm -hmm. you're getting paid a ton of money mm -hmm. and you're working. Mm -hmm. You always think that's it. I'm going to be so happy when I have that. Mm -hmm. Every single series regular per actor I deal with is miserable. Yeah, you never. I mean, I don't want to say every, but a sure. lot of them. Yeah. And I've never been a series regular. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to be the one person who... <laughs> is made happy when you I, get the I, series I'm happy job. thankfully you're happy now now right so that's so why I will be. be yeah I think and that's another thing I've tested a lot yeah and in my last test I said I don't want to test again unless it's right for me mm. because the validation of a test early in my career was oh my god I'm one of these people right now it's I don't need that I don't need the stress mm -hmm. if I get it great if I don't the, but the best thing I heard your buddy say it yeah. was, you know, this is Josh Baton. Right? Josh Baton yeah. said he said he'd done with like 35 guest stars and never had a series regular. And I can relate because I pretty much have been a series regular without the title yeah, yeah, or the sure. money. Mm -hmm. And I said, man, he was right. He's like, shit, you've done so much stuff. You should be so proud of yourself. Mm. And I do genuinely feel that way. Yeah. But that pilot season comes around and you start that 
weird feeling of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my it's God. It's not enough. But this was the first time I really talked to myself before it. And I said, it's different time anyway, number one. Number two, what are the odds you book of this as us? Okay. Mm -hmm. What are the odds one of these pilots is going to be that great show that turns you into a movie star? Probably zero. Yeah. You know, so chill out. Yeah. You know, if you go and get it, great. Thank God you're working. Fantastic. Yeah. But if you don't, like before I would go, oh my God, that would, that would have been, oh my God. Right. You think it's going to change agent. the game. I would have played an FBI agent and like, oh, the shit I could have done right. with that part. And, right. you know, come on, man. Like you said, I've already accomplished my dream in my life. Right. And that's, you have. I can't believe that. You did it. I, I know. And of course I wanted to take it to another level for them. They don't need it. They're, they're happy. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. I think genuinely that's saying no as long as it's pure. Why are you saying no? And you know who said this? John Bernthal said mm -hmm. a story about he booked like NCIS mm -hmm. as a regular. Mm -hmm. Not to bag on NCIS, but he said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. I love that NCIS experience, by the way, just yeah. so you know. But I'm just, what he meant by was getting a procedural yeah. for him. Mm -hmm wasn't true to him as an actor and it, even though he needed the money he's like no i, I can't i'll be miserable i'll know it mm -hmm. so he said no I, I wouldn't have said no i but that's me i'm different he's he's a different person so mm -hmm. he knew where he would go how he would feel if he did that job right. so he stayed true to himself mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. now would i be would i say yes to a terrorist probably not right, right. probably not right as a regular right. especially not right, right. you know yeah, you I've know, done it. You know what's good for you. Thankfully, I don't have to do it now. Yeah, um, I can see a good one coming along. You never know. But sure. at the same time, you know, but that's that. Dude, this has been amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you came on the show. Me too. Especially as a, a fanboy. Oh, my gosh. It's such an honor. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you. It's such an honor that you listen to this show. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm so glad you're doing this because a lot of actors need to hear. It. I know a lot of people need to hear it. I think it helps everybody, but it definitely helps a lot of actors, just so I you hope know. So. It does. Like I've put it on to a lot of my buddies. Oh good. And they're all like, Oh my God, that's so true. And you know, you just need to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in this world, mm -hmm. we feel alone a lot. Mm -hmm. So I think what you're doing for artists in in general is to let them know no matter how successful someone is, they're dealing with the same shit you're dealing with, you know. And that's helpful, man. That that that's empowering. I think that that can take someone from a real low spot in their life and go, oh shit. If so and so is feeling that way, okay, it's okay. I'm feeling this way. I mean, this is what I'm interested in is feelings. I mean, we don't. It's we don't talk a lot about feelings. I mean, no, because we, we're generally a person. Like, I'm always afraid people are judging my feelings. Totally. You know. You know, the, I just said something I've never said to anybody. I can't believe I, I'm, I'm thinking about it back now. Like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. What? What? Tell but me. then I, you know, I sh why not? I've never been a series regular. Oh. And that's something I'm so afraid of admitting. Because you feel, no one thinks that. You feel. Nobody thinks that. Uh-huh. If no. you look at my resume. Yeah, no. It looks like, oh, shit. Yeah, you did all this. All this and that and that. Oh, yeah. he must have been a regular. But mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. And that's an insecurity I have. Mm. but you get to a point you're like so what is that feeling it. is it shame yeah it's not shame like oh you know 
um, it's more of embarrassment or it's uh-huh. insecurity. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, um, I'm not good enough for that. Yeah. Like I literally, the last job I was talking about that mm-hmm. I didn't get, that wasn't like the greatest job, mm-hmm. but it was another opportunity to get that goal accomplished. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend said, why? Why do you care about this title so much? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't give her an answer. I really yeah. can't. Yeah. And I was upset for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, that used to be a lot longer. Sure. You know. Yeah. So that's one of the ways that we can measure that we've, our, our consciousness has expanded is that like what used to take us, you know, a week to deal with the feelings of now takes us a day or in in two hours, we kind of blaze through the disappointment of something. I think it, it, that comes with experience, that comes with therapy, that yeah. comes with all time, all mm-hmm. that. And you, you can cut it off now. But no, no, I, we, I do want to say me. one thing, and it's Please probably probably one of the things that you, that all leads up to this and my insecurity and my fear and my fear of saying no yeah. was how hard it was to get here. Mm-hmm. You know, because when it takes that much effort, mm-hmm. you're so afraid of it being taken away. Yeah. And, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I couldn't get an agent, mm-hmm. you know, right? And I bought an agent. Yeah. So tell, just tell me. I'll say tell you me know, about I, that. No, please. I want to know. So I was at, I was selling aircraft parts over the phone. <laughs> That's not a lie. And um, I was selling aircraft parts with another actor who owned, but that was his business. That's how he made money, yeah. and he gave me a job. Now, granted, it was commission based. Uh-huh. I and we both couldn't get an agent. Yeah. And he wanted to be an actor as well. Um, so I was with a commercial agency uh-huh. and that commercial agent said, I want, again, I want you to change your name because I don't know what ethnicity you are, blah, blah, blah. But for commercials, I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I just want to work. No one's going to see my name. Fine. If you think I'm going to get more auditions being so-and-so go for it. Okay. She goes, great. What name do you like? I said, I don't know, Jason. <laughs> she goes, okay, that's a good name. Um, what about your last name? I'm like, ah. And I just saw like a Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah. So I was like, Vaughn? She goes, great. Jason Vaughn. Now go get some headshots <laughs> with that name. Uh-huh. So that's where this name came from. Okay. I used that name when I sold aircraft parts. Because uh-huh. Pejvedat. Yeah. This is not going to get sure. someone in Arizona to buy yeah. a propeller. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So Jason Vaughn would sell aircraft parts. This guy said, I can't get an agent. I can't get an agent. And he's like, you know what we could do? We could get a SAG franchise fuck yeah and get the breakdown that's thinking and i'm like fuck okay how much is it he goes five grand oh i go i don't have five grand i call my best friend in the world and i said dude can i borrow five thousand dollars i'm about to sell a turbine mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll pay joking. you back i'll pay you back in a couple of weeks maybe a month he goes absolutely gave me the money we got the agency the agency's called sasco hill and associates oh because the guy was born and lived on sasco hill okay is this agency still go on imdb are you fucking go and look up jason vaughn because he's the president oh my god we're sitting here with jason vaughn right now so you're sitting with jason vaughn and jason vaughn would get the breakdowns while he was getting the break and i did it for all my friends so i had an agency so i would sign friends who didn't have an agent and i would pitch them all day long while i was selling aircraft parts and my whole goal was okay i'm gonna get a job i know it I'm going to take that job, give the 10% to a real agency. They'll take me. And that's exactly what I did. I booked a movie, paid me nothing. Well, what I did was went to an agency. It wasn't great, but it was a start. I said, hey, 
I just booked this movie. I want you to represent me. What do you think? You can have the 10%. Great. They took it. And, and then did and, they get you other jobs? They got, so every agency until the one I'm at now, right. I would do the same and thing. And you just wouldn't sign with them. Well, you would sign with them, but they wouldn't get me an audition for six months. So I had a reason to leave. Right, so exactly. I book a job and I go, okay, I'm out. And I go to another one. Yeah. So, so it takes, so, it takes so, so you're much. familiar with no's. And so I then mean, when my you whole get thing is that agency told that. me to go fuck myself, right. I still think about it. But like, but when you, but when it's hard, what you just said, what we're talking about is like when, when, when it's, when you've been denied so many times, it's hard to start denying because what if you don't get other opportunities? Like what if you start getting denied again? Yeah. Because I literally start as an extra. Right. Right. So like, you to, don't want to do that. No, hell no. But at the same, so you're thinking, you know, it's in me because I didn't go to theater school. I, I have this insecure. I did a play with Bartlett Shear mm. at the Lincoln Center. Mm -hmm. Never in my wildest dreams That's did awesome. I ever think I would be at the Lincoln Center. Yeah. And I never forget it. He, he said someone was um, auditioning for his next show while we were we were already up and running. And he goes, yeah, some Juilliard actors are coming in. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. They must be so good. Yeah. And Bart's. Have you ever met him? No, I haven't. Bart's actually. pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not the most socially normal, but he's the best. I fucking love this man. He changed my career as an actor. For sure. And he goes, fuck Juilliard. They suck. Like, he just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, you're better than that. Yeah. He didn't say that. He said, you're better actor than them. Horseshit. And I mean, I'm like, but this is, but this is the but mindset. But the insecurity, right? Yeah. It's like, I didn't go to Juilliard. I didn't go to NYU. I didn't go. I, I don't deserve this. How did this happen? So, you know, what if they take it away? How do you, how do we like, you know, like, uh, this is like a very, this is a mindset that, that, that is, sometimes we feel deprived. We, we're so familiar with what it feels like to be deprived that it's hard to, to rid ourselves mm -hmm. of that sense of deprivation, even well into when your career is lucrative oh, yeah. and you're, you but I'm still Jason retire. Vaughn inside, right? right? Inside, I'm still the extra. Yeah. So, so what? Like, uh, does Jason Vaughn like rear his head all always, the time? Always. And you say thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, Jason but no. Vaughn. No. Then I'll <laughs> then I'll like I will walk in my dogs, and that's when I start talking to whoever you know. Mm -hmm. What I keep saying, it's God to me. Yeah, but say God. To whoever you want. That's okay. And I keep talking to God, and I keep talking, and and I say, let's be logical again. You've done this, this, and that. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, right? You just came off this. You just got this. You're going here. Like, stop being illogical. Mm -hmm. Relax. It's okay to freak out because that's what this business is about. There's no certainty. I mean, like even I heard Bradley Cooper is worried he's never going to work again. I mean, that's horseshit. But well, maybe he still feels it. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe his next movie is a flop and he's fucked. Sure. And that's what we live in. Now, this is what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. Be thankful right now in this moment. You don't have to worry about that and just move on. All I can do is bust my ass. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing even Jason Vaughn knows. Mm -hmm. Bust your ass. Mm -hmm. And no one can take that away. So that's where I get the whole like, do I deserve this or not? Well, the only way I can deserve this is if I work so hard that I feel like I deserve it. Because mm -hmm. I didn't go the, the traditional route of, you know, theater, a school and training at Juilliard or mm -hmm. Tisch or whatever. Well, so the, But the hard work is in feeling that you deserve it that's right and so for you and for a lot of us putting your money where your mouth is is what helps us feel like we deserve it exactly
like that's all we're working for is feeling like because because I I think that when we feel like we deserve it when we really really believe that we deserve it mm -hmm. really 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 Genuinely. is probably yeah. the point at which we really do that's, maybe no I don't that, know the problem with this is though I struggle with this and I struggle with it right now like today I struggle with why me not him oh uh-huh why me not her or but then there are a lot of people that struggle with why him not me of course and that was me too right right so it's like never ending so we have all of it it's all of it it's and, and what do you have answers i try to give my i no shit i mean like i have an answer for like why me i haven't i have a reason why me i don't have an answer why not him okay and what about do you have i try to look for him though do you have? A, I do, do. Do you have an answer for you know why you didn't get that recent part? It wasn't meant for me. Okay. I okay. was being prevented uh -huh. from something that wouldn't make me happy because that's what I genuinely pray for. Mm -hmm. No matter how much I think I want something, mm -hmm. if you'd see this not making me happy in the long run, please don't give it to me. That's what I pray for. I mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. If I'm not right for it, and it's not going to make me happy, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And prevent me and my worry from getting it. You know, mm -hmm. um, no matter what, though, I want to walk out proud and I want them to like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's no super what. legit. Yeah, we like it when people like I us. mean, like me and think I'm good. Yeah. You know, like you can, I'm, I, we're not right for the right. Everybody's not right for shit, right? right? Like Brad Pitt or De Niro or whoever, they're not right for every role. Everything, sure. So, But they're still good. Yeah. So that's what I want. Like, just make sure I'm good. Make sure you like me and I'm happy. And maybe there's just no answer. Maybe there's and just, really there's no, no there's no, there's no, why me not. There's no answer it to the question, why heart. me not him. I don't know how you handle Or why it. him, not me. Do you ever deal with that? Oh, fuck yeah. Like I mean, friends I, of yours that are super talented and they don't get in the same break. Or yeah. Whatever. And how do you by, deal with that? Yeah, I think like, you know, I think, uh, I think we, we don't know the, we don't know why. We don't know why. We don't know why. I'm just such a guy who needs things. answers. And we want to yeah. explain it. Right? I try yeah, my we, damdest. We all want to explain I'll it. I'll look at somebody I know, for instance, and I'll say, well, maybe because of this. You know, we try. We try to explain things. The thing is, it's like it's, 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 it's all a balance, right? There's free will and because then there's destiny. It's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I believe. But that's why, if you're, that's why I think having some sort of belief in someone or something, mm -hmm. it at least softens the blow of the fear of no answer. Mm -hmm. Like having that belief to me, not having a belief in something is terrifying to me. Then what the fuck are we doing here yeah although then you, <laughs> you know? go but then you go to that place where it's like also the you know you believe in something right so then it's like okay well something it's happening for a reason but that's also really fucking scary yeah because then oh so there's a reason why it's me and not him you know oh shit you know what i'm saying so i think the best thing to do is just get to a point where you're like you know what fuck it i i think just that release like what they say right let it be that what will be will be yeah we're we're not here to we're not here to we're not here necessarily to know we're, why things happen what we're here is to know who we are yeah maybe Fuck, i don't know maybe we're here to self-realize we're here to be the best people that we you can know be. just yeah you know help people be there for be a good person well when we can know ourselves we can know another and when we we can know another us and that other can know the world Mm. 
Wow. Maybe. All right. Shit. We did it. Uh, oh, man. We went over. 122. Sorry. 22 is my Wait favorite. Wait till 123 because 23 is my favorite. Number. Oh, 22 is my favorite. Oh, Wait, what? 23 is my favorite. Really? Number. Right, right. Ready? Okay. Hold on. You do that to the number thing? Hell yeah. I do too. I oh, my God. 22. All right. There 23. It is. Yes. Boom. Boom. We both win. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes go up on Mondays. Subscribe to the show and rate and review us. It would mean so, so much to us if you did. This podcast is produced by Hanami Sutton and Chris Mako with technical assistance by David O'Hara and music by Sean Hokinson. We love you guys. We really, really do. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.